I'm Carlo, Carlo Pietro Sanfilippo, and this is my podcast. With this project, I want to explore the means, methods, tools, and examples of living on purpose, living the life we want, doing the things that light us up, things that make us feel like we're alive, growing, making a difference, and enjoying the process along the way. Welcome to It's the Journey. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to It's the Journey. This week, I've felt motivated to to do two episodes. I've got an awesome one with a guest I'm going to release later this week with guest Corey Katuna. She's a she's a coach that I found through Instagram. I've been following her page for a while, and she just has the most amazing content. And you know, that's the most fun thing about this project is I have a reason to connect with people that I otherwise wouldn't, to connect with people, to talk with them, to share ideas, to get ideas, and then share them with you. So this is a great example of that. I reached out to Corey and she said, yes, and we're going to chat and I'll release that later this week. But in the meantime, I've got some other ideas that, that just keep surfacing you know, in my consciousness that I've been thinking about what to do with and and I am um, I'm toying with the idea of of uh, creating a substack for some of the writing projects that I'm working on. So I have a pretty long draft of an essay here that I might release later in um in sort of more of a of a blog essay format. But in the meantime, I want to just get the ideas out of my head and chew on them a little bit here with you. But before I dive into that, I want to just say thank you again for 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 listening. And I post I did a post recently about this, but if you haven't Please go wherever you're listening, whether it's Spotify and Apple seem to be where people listen the most, and then there's a bunch of smaller ones that people listen to. But wherever you're listening or wherever you listen to anything, go on there and find the show and click on the stars and give it a review. Uh, that really makes a difference. There's so there's thousands of podcasts now. So if, if you can just tell people, hey, this is why I like it. This is what it did for me. And then... Uh, if there's a particular episode that you like, you know, you always please feel free to share my post about my episodes uh, on your social media platform to, to, and tell people, hey, I like this episode because people are so overwhelmed with so much media. So if there's something you really like about what I'm doing or what I said, share it with your platform and then, uh, sh- of course, share it with, with individuals. But um, you telling people, that you like what I'm doing <laughs> does a lot more than me just trying to convince people. So if, uh, if you have a chance, if, if it's something that, that really moves you or is inspired you, please share that. And then of course, yeah, like I said, uh, like follow and uh, give it some stars when you get a chance that would be super appreciated. So that's what I got for that. So let me dive into this topic today that I have. I want to, I want to chat about this concept I've been thinking about, about uh, abundance and ambition. And it made me think of a couple of things. This one thing that I just been it's been mulling around my head for a while, and I've said it a couple of times, is that if if all you want is more, you'll never have enough. And then there's a quote by Immanuel Kant where he said, We are not rich by what we possess, but what we can do without. Again, that was Immanuel Kant. And so I've been thinking about this, you know, because like uh, I've talked a little bit in the past about shadow, the shadow concept uh, in, in, in from Freud. I'm sorry. The shadow concept from Carl Jung. 
Um, and, and when I'm talking to people or the last decade, as, as, as I've, as I've gotten the courage and strength to start doing the things I wanted to do. Like I said in my book, when I first started, I was doing these things privately, literally alone as I was building my furniture. There was two or three people that had any idea that I was even doing that. You know, my kids and and uh, Regan, I talked about in my book, and a couple other people that had picked their brains about stuff or asked questions. And I was it was deeply personal and I was afraid to show people or even tell people that that's what I was doing because I uh, was doing something that was very different. And I was still fighting, judging myself and giving myself permission to do that kind of thing. But slowly that gave me the confidence and you know, the stories I've told about the other things I started doing. And as I gained more confidence and more energy and more momentum, uh, those things snowballed into all the stuff I'm doing now. And all along the way, I've been met generally when when people ask me about it or observe it, there are generally two reactions. It's a kind of a more positive reaction and somewhat of a, a negative, a negative or or fearful or even judgy reaction. And how can that be with with a, with abundance and ambition? Well, first of all, when 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 someone when you talk to someone about something or tell someone or you share a story or share something you did, if someone's reacting really positive to it, especially if they're like, how did you do that? Where did you go? And that's so exciting. And they get and they're getting enthusiasm about whatever it is you're doing. You made some new you made some new meal, you created something, you started a new job, you started back to school or bought a house or whatever whatever thing you're doing, if someone's super, super exci- excited about that, there's some aspect about whatever you're doing that they're attracted to, what, what Ken Wilber calls an attraction shadow, something in themselves that they're seeing in what you're doing that they're appreciating and liking and loving. And then they're, that's coming out in the form of positive excitement and, and enthusiasm for whatever you might be doing. Because they want to be or are doing something similar themselves, and it's just it's just reinforcing that positive thing inside them, even if they're not consciously aware of that, or or aware of why they're having that reaction. And then the same thing goes for negative. If if you share something with someone and then they start immediately throwing shade on that and and being negative about it, and oh, you're I failed, I tried that, it's bad, it's dumb, or why would you want to do that, or why don't you want to do this? Um, they're not saying that to be mean, they're saying that because it's triggered some thing in their allergy shadow is what Wilbur calls that. They're, they're, they're having a negative reaction and almost like an allergic reaction to what you're doing and because of something inside them and that's coming out in the form of what, of what feels like criticism or throwing throwing negativity at what you're doing. And I saw that as, as, uh, in the early part of, of my process, I talked about, again, I talked about this in my book, how I, I began streamlining every aspect of my life and especially my business. My, I, it was perfect timing with, with, with uh, the way where we are with technology in the world right now. I had, I had read the book years ago by, 
Tim Ferriss, the four hour work week. And, and he talked about how he automated his business. I think it was some kind of like health supplement business. And he automated it to where he said he only worked four hours per week. And what he meant was he worked four hours per week on that business and it allowed him to create the the time and income and money results that he wanted. To, he went out, wrote a book and traveled and did all kinds of other things with that extra time. And while I was never able to get my business down to four hours, I massively reduced it down to some weeks, 15, 15 to 20 hours. I was able to get everything I needed done and serve my clients. And I did it in a good enough job that I... I had a really high retention rate and I kept growing through my clients giving more me more business and or referring me to other to other clients to their you know hey my brother-in-law wants to work with you my my son wants to work with you whatever it might be so I was doing that was my measure of success is that my my clients are happy they're staying with me they're giving me more business and are referring me to their friends and family. And so to me, I was like, that was that was a win-win. I used this technology that could be used to either um, my I was at a time in in all of us are, but but it, with my broker dealer, where all these new applications and opportunities were coming in that allowed you to automate trading allowed you to automate and delegate different aspects of portfolio management allowed me to automate and delegate uh, accounting activities and all kinds of things that used to require a lot of physical work to do and so the idea with something like that if anytime you automate or eliminate a, a task or project in your life you can either fill that like in this example, I could have filled that if it took me two hours to do a task and I can get it down to five minutes or 15 minutes, that would give me, of course, another hour and 45 minutes or whatever it might be to to do more money-making activities. Well, after 20 years of being in business, I had finally grown my business to the point where I was able to streamline it and earn the money that I needed to have the lifestyle I wanted for me and my boys, and then save the money I needed to save for my personal wealth goals. And with that extra time, I could have either filled it with more money-making activities, or what I chose to do is fill it with activities that help me heal from the the the, tr the tragedy I had just gone through of losing my parents, you know, losing three parents, my mom, my dad, my stepdad, in a four and a half year period, and 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 heal from my divorce, and try to be the best father I could be, and try to learn and figure out what was next for me in life. If I had filled all that time with just doing the same thing I'd done for the last twenty years, and just chasing and chasing and chasing more dollars for the sake of more money, uh, that extra money wouldn't have given me any healing. It wouldn't have given me any growth. It wouldn't have given me um, time to figure out who I was and what I wanted. And that's what my soul desired. That's what my heart desired. And that's what I filled my time with. So I, I, didn't, I didn't ignore any of my responsibilities. I was, I was, in charge of managing millions of dollars for my clients for their 
lives and their goals and their future security. And I had systems and people and processes in place to make that happen. And again, my measure of success on that was that the business kept growing and my clients stayed with me and they said they liked me (laughs) and they liked my service. So that's what I was doing. And I had some people, some of my clients kind of observed that or asked me a question about it. And there's the folks that had the attraction shadow that said, wow, that's amazing. That's so smart. That's, that's what, a, what, a, what a cool way to use technology. Um, would you talk to my son about this? Would you talk to my, uh, my wife and I want to talk to you about this and, and figure out how we can spend more time away from the business and how did you do that? Or, or uh, they got excited about it and, and excited about hearing about what I was doing with my spare time. And people started working out because of things I was doing. I had people start taking different trips because of what I was doing. I didn't talk to my clients about therapy and all the things I talked about in my book because it just didn't seem appropriate. But afterwards, I had people reach out to me and say that they started therapy for the first time in their whole lives. You know, So so there was that group of people that got excited about it, wanted to learn more about it because that's what they wanted for themselves and for their family and for their kids or grandkids. And then I had other people who were like, well, well, why wouldn't you just earn more money? You always want more, right? Why are why are why are you spending all this time doing these other things? You should want more money, and and because they and I I it hurt me when I heard that. I didn't I didn't like it. I felt judged, and I was because I was fighting that I was fighting that in my own self of of years and years and years of conditioning of like chasing money and 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 working and putting aside all the things, all the aspects of myself that I had buried and, and things I wanted to do and things I wanted to explore. I was finally giving myself permission to do this. And then there were these voices, literal voices telling me not to, and that I shouldn't, and I should feel guilty about it. And I should feel bad. And I should just keep chasing more money. And after some time and reflection and, and gaining a deeper understanding of this shadow aspect of, 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 uh, of a, a allergy and attraction shadows, I began to see, ah, neither one of them, whether it feels good or it feels bad, are saying that because of me. They're saying that because of what's, what's, what's in them. And I, I'm sure I've done the same thing and I'm still doing the same thing because a shadow is anything we're not aware of. So I'm only aware of the shadows I've figured out so far. So how does this fit in with abundance and ambition? Um, you know, we have to decide what's enough. What, what are we here for? Why are, what are we trying to accomplish? What do we want to provide for our families and for ourselves? And what are our deepest hearts, desires, passions, and, 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 and things we want to, to accomplish and do have and be in this lifetime? And we're not taught to do that in any way. I was, I was shocked when I began my financial planning career uh, you know, the first step in the whole financial planning process was you know, gather objectives. You know, what are you trying to do? What, what do you want? What do you What are you trying to do in your life? When and 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 that all, long a lot of times had to be had to be had to circle back to measurable objectives. Like, well, 
what does financial freedom look like for you? Or when do you want to retire? And all those kind of things. And a lot of times people, people didn't know. And as a, uh, you know, as 20 something year old, Carlo was shocked that people, my parents or close to my grandparents age didn't know because we're not taught to know. We're not taught to figure that out. We're taught that more is better. Again, if all you want is more, you'll never have enough. So, you know, when I was starting off with nothing, I wanted more. I wanted, and, and, and ultimately what I want is some security and freedom. But you get a certain level of security and freedom. And you say, if I could just earn $24,000, you know, when I first started, I was, when I earned 24 grand, I was able to save money every month. And there came a point where I was earning double that and, and more that, that I wasn't saving any money because my lifestyle had gotten so expensive and complicated that no matter how much I earned, it was already spent. We have to, we have to define ultimately what's, what is it, what's, What's enough? What is? What do we need to feel free? What's necessary? Not, not, not by what anyone else thinks, not by what society thinks, but what you ultimately need to be free. And then, what are your deepest ambitions? What are your deepest drives and and motivations? And and. I've gotten some shadow aspects thrown at me around ambition uh, that, that because we equate ambition with material things and material success, and it has to be tied with money. You always want more, right? And you've got you to keep striving for more, and, and then it allows you to keep upgrading your lifestyle because there's this idea that upgrading, meaning fancier stuff, and maybe bigger versions of everything you have. So bigger, fancier, shinier is is uh, some kind of measure of your success, some kind of measure of your external measure of your of their abundance and ambition. But you have to define that. That's what society is telling us and the world is telling us you need to have. And and if you think about um, well, that, that, that idea that I've talked about in other episodes, where if you think about what, what would give you satisfaction as a, as a life well-lived, if you were on your deathbed, just whatever your age is, look out as long as you think you're going to live, whether that's a decade or seven decades. Let's project that all the way out to your death. You're on your deathbed and you're thinking back over your whole life. Think about all the things that you will have done. And maybe just do this as an exercise. Get a journal, open up a new document on your, on your, on your uh, computer and start writing out. I, I did this. I had this kind of a life and I had this kind of a family. And I had this kind of a health and these were my activities. And I went to these places and I read these books and I, I learned how to do these things. I, I learned how to, to do uh, whatever, Tai Chi. I learned how to make sushi. I learned how to play these instruments and 
speak these languages or solve these problems. Write down all the things about your character and your person and, and your and your family and friends. And then look at your life and ask yourself, am I on trajectory to make that happen? And if you're not, you'll never get there. You'll, you know, if, if, and, and, and the first step might be just gaining enough financial security so that you have the freedom to do those things. But then, but you've got to look at your life and see, am I on trajectory to make that happen? However many decades from now. But I think this, and then the other part of that is looking at, am, if I were on my deathbed tomorrow, did I do today what what I would feel proud about what I did today, how I spent my time? We don't, none of us know how much time we're going to have. And so sometimes those exercises give us this false sense of security that you've got years and years and years and years, which we might. Uh, but I learned through through losing so many relatives and hearing all the things that they didn't get to do, how how important it is to do certain things now uh, to try certain things so that each day you're doing as much you're doing the things you you can that makes it feel like it was a life well lived and that just could be as simple as being honest with yourself and being honest with your friends and family and being being true and being true to your word and keeping your promises and living in a way that makes you feel good about, you know, yourself as a as a as a, as a father or a mother or, or sibling or or employee or boss or whatever all your roles are. Are you fulfilling those roles in a way that you'd feel good about if you chucked out tomorrow? And at the same time, are you living those in a way that puts you on the trajectory? To whatever it is you ultimately want to have in your life, because we don't we don't know how much time that is. So I think it's important to look at it from both those aspects. So that's one thing that you could do is get that out and 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 write down all those things. And then if you start filling your days and your time with those activities, that so that each night you be like, if I don't open my eyes tomorrow, I feel good about the life I live today. I feel good. It was a good. It was a good day. I did things. I told my kids I loved them. I I showed people in my life that I loved them. I was kind to strangers and was a good steward of the planet and all the things you want to do. Um, so that that I think will then drive your actions now and in the short term. So that you're doing those things now. And then by thinking about this long-term activity and this long-term objectives and goals, that's where for me that drove my actions in a massive way to look to look at what I could eliminate and outsource and get rid of in my life to free up the space, time, and money to do the things I ultimately wanted to do, which gave me um, in abundance, I had a, an abundance, you know, I had was earning, I wasn't, I don't think I was ever in the top 10. I wasn't even the top. I don't know if I was ever in the top 20% of my business or 25. I, don't, I have no idea. Um, uh, I was proud of my business. I was proud of the service I provided. I was proud 
uh, of the, 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 the environment I created for my team. And then it provided me the lifestyle that I wanted. And that gave me a sense of abundance from that, which gave me the confidence and freedom and space to then search for and apply my ambition to my mental, physical, and spiritual healing and growth. That ambition didn't pay me a dollar, but it gave me so much so much energy, so much satisfaction, such a sense of purpose, and such a sense of clarity of what my next steps are. Um, and that goes back to this thinking that ambition has to be tied to physical and material things. Think about the some of the people that that the world and maybe you admire, like artists and poets and activists and philosophers and people that forever changed the world or impacted and changed thousands of lives. And sometimes some of those stories are, are you find them in biographies or you find them on, in history books and they're people you've never heard of someone that, that rescued orphans or, or planted trees or whatever it might be. And they applied their, they applied their ambition and directed their ambition toward activities and goals and things that had nothing to do with money, fame, fortune, and all the normal things that we think we have to have to measure our sense of worth. Um, for me, finding and realizing that I had worked and I worked I gave up my 20s and 30s to build my career and build my business. I re-engineered and refined my business practices, my business expenses, and massively re-engineered in my, my personal expenses to give me um, freedom. I cut, I cut my, my living expenses at, at least in half after my divorce, uh, first by necessity and then by design. And then with that freedom of less expenses, less complications, less tasks and chores, uh, both in my personal and business life, I took all that, all that, all those freed resources in terms of time and money, and then applied them towards you know, making sure I was saving what I needed to save for the things I wanted to do in life, and then applied that ambition and that energy to these projects that you're that you're a part of right now. The, you know, the the healing and the growth that I went through is what ultimately gave me the clarity that I wanted to step away from my business. And it gave me the clarity of lessons I had learned and the importance of certain aspects of life and the shortness and brevity of life. And that's what I'm trying to share with you now because um, enough people had that attraction shadow to that asking me, how did you do that? How did you figure this out? How did you figure that out? What kind of, what was therapy like? What was working with a coach like? How did you figure out your finances? How did you figure out what you want to do? How do you know what you want to do in your spare time? How did you figure out your dreams and goals? I I'm doing my, <laughs> doing my best to share that. And um, again, I don't want to be, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not asking you to sign up for 10 easy steps for my coaching program. I hire, and I don't say I hire, 
I interview and work with coaches and therapists and professionals to give you more examples of people you could work with. It's not something I want to do right now, but um, I'm I'm just trying to to share this 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 way of living and this these thoughts on on a philosophy of life that I still get people telling me <laughs> that I should want more money or that. Um, that, you know, from a dating standpoint, women might think that I'm not ambitious because I'm not, I'm not making the money that I used to make or that I don't have the drive to have uh, a bigger house and that I've, I've lived in the same house for 12 years. And I, you know, do you, do you still live there as if, as if that's, that's evidence of my lack of progress or success and, the reality is I want less. I want a smaller house and I want, I want, I don't want a car and I've gotten rid of two thirds of my clothing and I'll probably get rid of another two thirds of what I have. Uh, I want to, to experiment a life of massive simplicity because every, the more things I get rid of, the more abundance I have in terms of time and freedom and space and energy and mental clarity. So <laughs> Ah, I hope that all made sense. I hope I didn't ramble too much. That's that's what I had for today. I've just been I've been thinking about this 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 duality of this not this um, these two concepts of abundance and ambition and how they tie in together and how much society tells us that um, it always has to be more things and that when we do have more that we ultimately should just want still more. And then you work and work and work until you are forced to stop because your industry goes away or you're too old or your health doesn't allow you to do it. Or like many people, you feel peer pressured to, to retire because all your friends are retired and you're the only one not working. So you can't go to the, to the, to the, whatever the coffee shop and meet your friends and <laughs> have coffee or whatever that might be. So that's what I got. I hope that was helpful. Um, again, like if you like what I'm doing, give it a like, give it a follow, share it, tell your friends about it, write a post about it. That would be, I'd be so, so grateful if anyone, for anyone and everyone that does that tune in later this week, I'm going to release again, the next episode with Corey Katuna, and you'll get to hear our conversation where we dive into a lot of, a lot of really, really fun topics. So that's what I got. I hope you're having a great week. I hope your weekend was amazing. And I hope this was helpful for you and that you enjoy your journey. Thank you so much.